Because we got the alternative energy. free autonomy. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. station on the freeway that goes from Melbourne to Geelong and there are lots of people coming along today who are on their way to the Avalon aviation show where there's a lot of weapons on show tanks and drones and attack planes and the F-35 is being featured and how long have you been here for Beck? We've been here for a few days we've been displaying our banners on the roadside, one of them says scrap the F-35 another one says dump Trump End the U.S. alliance. And we have another huge sign that says, War brings neither peace nor climate justice. Cut military spending. Mm. That's the one that I like the best. Mm. Do you just want to go through day by day what exactly you did? Because I know there's been a bit of action out here. So what's happened? The first day we set up the banners by the road and then we also went down and took some banners right into the front of the ticketing area for the Avalon Aviation Show, which was at that stage it's a warfare exhibition as well. There are delegations from countries around the world who come to look at weapons and discuss how they work and try and choose which are the ones that are best for their own military purposes. Mm. So as the delegates to that event arrived, the first thing they would see would be us and our scrap the F-35 and the US Alliance banners. And also we went in with the Quaker grannies, these two lovely people, Pelham Bays and Perry, with their bonnets of the Quaker movement. So the Quakers have a 300-year history of pacifism Mm. and opposition and resistance to militarism and war. So the Quaker grannies set up a tea table with um, scones and tea and talking to people about peace and how to build peace and it really lending a listening ear to, to anybody who wanted to come by and find out what they're on about. So there were an assortment of people from the military-industrial complex. There were uni students who were being drafted in, if you like, into the thing. There were military people. And here you were with the Quakers and a few others with banners handing out flyers. What was the reaction? What are some of the reactions you got from the people inside this industry? Well, in my- in this country, it's always the same. You get a big grin off people. You know, I don't think Aussies are natural conformists. And I think there is a lot of questions about military spending. Uh, plus, there's a lot of aviators there that are pretty annoyed at the at the military part of aviation for sort of taking over their scene and bossing them about, I think. I'm not quite sure. But we, there was a demonstration there on Thursday from civil aviators who are annoyed with military aviators. Wow, because it is a highly militarised scene and we have, we've seen increasing militarisation of universities and, and the industry. Uh, can you talk about, were there any negative public reactions or any negative reactions from people within the, the, uh, the defence industry who you were witnessing against? There was one guy in military fatigues who walked past and said, you've got to be joking, you guys are jokers. Mm-hmm. There was just one, but then there was another, some other top brass walked past and said, we heard them say that the F-35 program is dead. So that was just like overhearing a conversation that we were probably weren't meant to hear. And but really no. No, people just they walk and they think, Oh, there's those protesters and, and smile to themselves mm-hmm. because they I think Aussies like free speech. Mm-hmm. And um in fact people have been very resistant to move us on. 
There's been um, – we know that the aviation show people haven't liked our presence in this part, in this neck of the woods, but – but um, really, they haven't got, been able to get much assistance from other people to move us on because in this country, we have a right to protest. You're actually allowed to stand on, on in public places and put up banners. Mm. Have, you, have, you, have you sensed a reticence or a reluctance from police and other authorities to move you on or force you out of the space? There have been some owners of the aviation show and of this petrol station here that have been trying to ask the police to move us on, but actually we're not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're camping here and so are lots of other people in this illegal campground, basically, down by the petrol station. And we're holding up banners by the side of the road about peace... What are we doing wrong? We're not doing anything wrong. So you've driven down from Canberra to take part in this. Why are you spending your time and resources down here uh, protesting the Avalon Air Show and Arms Fair? Well, it's a really pleasant way to spend time with people. I find in my social life it's all too fast. You know, you've got to make an appointment to go to dinner or, or go over to someone's house. But this is a really great way to hang out with some really excellent people. There's a lot of people of faith here. And we've got a great diversity, old people, young people, some people that I've just met and other people that I've been friends with for years. And that's really why I come for the mm. social. But if I'm going to be doing something useful and if, if maybe if hundreds of thousands of people are going to see our signs as they drive to the freeway on their way to the show, that's really worth it. It's a good way to have a week-long party. Yeah. yeah. So it's about community. Do you, and why the anti-war movement and not something else? Well, I think there's lots of great movements. I support the movement to protect refugees and asylum seekers. I've been a strong advocate for climate change for so many years. They're all important, but, you know, we're not going to be able to move forward globally if we're at war with each other. Mm. Well, there is no national issues anymore. We're all in this together, all the countries, all the people, all the faiths. Mm. We have to work together. So it's really a, a very important, but under undermanned, underpersoned movement in Australia. It's a small movement, and that's why I like it. There aren't too many paid workers bossing me around telling me what can do. <laughs> I can and I can make my what I want of this movement. <laughs> And just, uh, I'm just looking out behind us. We're sitting in a bus, and if you look out over the paddocks, you can see lots of people queuing up to stream into the to the air show. For most Australians to see these planes and weapons of war flying low and loud noises is a, a spectacle. Something you get to do once a year or once every two years. What's it been like for you? camping this last few days underneath the uh, the planes and the helicopter noises is it how have you found that give you a sense of what it might be to live in a war zone and I'm amazed by the agility and the power of the of the some of the military planes and helicopters that we've seen buzzing about and I do think isn't it so fantastic they're not coming for me mm. the f-35 is designed to shoot people from the air mm. imagine that a, a weapon like that coming flying above you with the aim to kill you that's really horrible mm. and even actually being in one and killing people on the ground would be really horrible too yeah what would you do, do you think, if you were in a war zone? What's your sense of what you could do if one of those planes was, or helicopters was coming for you and you're just living in a war zone, say Syria, Yemen, somewhere in Central African what Republic? Do? What do you think you, you would do? I would go underground, Greg, so I wouldn't get killed. <laughs> so there is a strategy there. You go underground. What a way to live. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Beck, thanks so much for uh, talking to the Radioactive Show, and uh, you've been great. And thanks for your witness and your work. See you later, Greg. I'm James, and I'm here with the 
disarm and the crew that's come here to protest the arms fair that's happening as part of the Avalon Air Show. We're sitting here with a big banner that reads Disarm Avalon 2017 and we're 20 kilometres out of Geelong in Avalon. We've got the airport to the left of us. We've got the arms fair and planes sort of surrounding us. But it's really, the sun is burning down on us and really it's a desert-like kind of atmosphere and feeling out here. There's other air shows that happen around the world in a similar kind of climate. I guess they try to keep them as far away from where people can be and, and sort of understand what's happening. But, yeah, it's a really kind of eerie kind of feeling here, particularly when the really noisy jets fly over behind us. We've got people that are streaming in early this morning and a few people coming and going now. Uh, but we've got all the big arms companies inside and government agencies making deals and making connections with each other to continue the war industry. We're here to let people know that these fancy gadgets that they're selling inside have deadly ends and to put a a human face on the tools and gadgets and toys that are being sold inside. So what don't you like about this air show? Surely there's there's all sorts of aircraft here. Are you against the whole show or just parts of it? I mean, I think the main thing that we're against is the industry trading that's happening, that's been happening this week and is going to continue until Friday lunchtime. That's you know, the arms fair component of it. We've seen in Australia that they've tried, they've had arms fairs previously at like ADEX uh, in 89, 91. They tried to have an arms fair again in 2007 in Adelaide and protesters have worked to stop those and expose what those things are about. And so we see now that they're trying to hide it under the guise of an air show. And I, I mean, I think that that's where the real problem lies. But I think that parts of the air show are really problematic as well because they're still the same, the tanks and the the planes and all of those things are still weapons of war. And it's really normalising that for families and children and I think that that is a really challenging part of the culture of, of changing militarism in Australia and around the world as well. Thanks, James. If people want to get involved with Disarm or plug into their peace movement in Melbourne, how would they do that? Yeah, you can find Disarm on Facebook, check out the feeds and pictures and videos and things that are happening throughout this week and send us a message on on there to try to get involved. Or if you live elsewhere, you know, start up your own peace group and start connecting with like-minded people around where you live and start trying to agitate for the change that you want to see in the world. That was the Undercover Hippie with Money, Money, Money. You're listening to the Radioactive Show on 3CR and 855 AM, 3cr.org.au and across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And today we're looking at anti-war activities that have taken place in Australia across the last two weeks. Wednesday the 1st of March was Ash Wednesday, the start of the Christian season of Lent. In Brisbane, some Christian peace witnesses used the occasion to perform a plowshare action. To talk about it, I have long-time Christian peace activist Jim Dowling from Brisbane Catholic Worker on the phone. Hi, Jim. Tell us what Hi, happened Greg. on. Tell us what happened on Ash Wednesday. Well, a group of us uh, went to a war memorial, which is situated in front of the uh, Toowong Cemetery in Brisbane, and the memorial is a a huge uh, stone cross with a 
a very large brass sword attached to it in front of the cross in the shape, same shape as the cross. And uh, we had seen this there last year, uh, and uh, some of us were quite shocked to see a sword on a cross. As um, myself, being a Catholic, the um, normal image is Jesus there hanging on the cross, the crucified Jesus, sign of um, someone who suffered and died for us and gave his life um, for humanity. And to replace that with the sword, the symbol of death, uh, which is so reprehensible to Christians, uh, well, it was for the first 300 years anyhow until Constantine, Christians were uh, found the sword abhorrent, would not use it. And, uh, and now to see it on a cross, it was just so shocking. I said to someone when we first noticed it last year, we should take that down. And he said, yes, we should. And... Um, so on Ash Wednesday, we went there and did just that. Uh, we saw it as an act of repentance for for war, and especially for a Christian's complicity in war, uh, blessing of war for uh, hundreds of years. And uh, so we took a ladder, and I climbed up and uh, prized the, the sword, or at least the, the blade, leaving the handle there, the long blade, which is about three metres long, off the uh, concrete uh, stone cross and uh, our um, and Tim Webb uh, took it and put it on a homemade anvil uh, bent it in uh, two so it was shorter and then uh, hammered the broad end into the shape of a hoe and um, bent it over so it could be used as a hoe he actually dug a little bit in the soil there next to the the memorial, and uh, and then we uh, left the hoe and the anvil in front of the, the cross with uh, our leaflets saying we should beat swords into plowshares and uh, talking about the blasphemy of, of, of a sword on a cross. Uh, so we had expected someone to come along by now and call the police and arrest us, but uh, we were prepared for the event that no one would... would come even though it was in a public space one lone jogger jogged by and didn't um, react and uh, we uh, then went home and waited for the consequences and what's the uh, significance of turning the sword into a, a hoe what just can you just talk about that sword into plowshare for us sure uh, in the old testament in both in the book of micah but uh, especially quoted in the book of, is the book of isaiah where isaiah says in the days to come uh, nations will beat swords into plowshares and nations will learn war no more. And that's a prophecy of, uh, of the, the day when um, the lion will lay down with the lamb, as um, said elsewhere, and uh, we, we won't fight wars anymore. So um, there's been a plowshares movement happening uh, since the early 80s when the first uh, people... In the United States, the Berrigan brothers and a, and a bunch of other people hammered on a nose kind of a nuclear missile. And they quoted that uh, quote from Isaiah and uh, uh, called it a plowshares action. And uh, there's been uh, over 100 uh, plowshares actions since then. And, um, yeah, so that, that's mm. the significance of beating into a hole. We, we um, found it much easier to make a hoe than a plowshare, obviously. <laughs> so... Um, uh, the same purpose is served. Yeah. Be growing food for the poor and not uh, 
killing them. Mm, really, that's a really powerful symbology there. And do you, so, it was a pretty powerful action. Uh, can you just talk a bit about the legal and other consequences that you've faced since then? Sure. Um, legal consequences: uh, four of us have been charged now. We um, only expected Tim and myself to be charged. We were the only ones who did anything. The others, other people, were just around praying and um, singing. Sword. Uh, Everyone needs their vine and fig tree, that old great hymn. And uh, so, but because they are on footage um, of the incident, uh, two other people have been charged with the uh, same as charges as Tim and myself, who actually took the cross down and handed it. Mm. So um, four of us have been charged with willful damage uh, under the, I don't know the exact wording, something like the Cemeteries and Monuments Act. Uh, which carries a, a maximum penalty of seven years for um, mm. willful damage. So uh, we go to court for the first time next week for a mention. Mm. And where where is that? Uh, that's at Brisbane Court, Roma Street Courthouse in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that you go, go for a mention. Have there been other consequences, Jim, that you want to talk about? Well, we we expected severe consequences. I, I you know I was prepared for probably easily prepared for the worst reaction to anything I've ever done in the public sphere. Mm. And um, and we got uh, enormous uh, abuse on uh, social media. I mean, I don't do Facebook personally, but um, people have said back to me the, uh, the, uh, some of the abuse. Um, and we were denounced by, uh, of course, the Lord Mayor uh, and other um, politicians, you know, mm. who... Um, War is the health of the state, of course, so uh, all politicians uh, support war. Um, and we are denounced, well, in a way, by the church in Brisbane, the Catholic Church, um, because we were part of the Catholic Worker Movement, which isn't, uh, has never been a, a official part of the Catholic Church, um, even though it's been going for 70 years. Uh, the Catholic Archdiocese, which I assume was coming from the Archbishop, said that... Um, they support a police prosecution and that uh, they mentioned that uh, something about the desecration of cemeteries is a terrible thing or something like this. I can't remember the words. Mm. So, um, but um, and we didn't expect anything better. Mm. And uh, then, of course, there was a, there was a limited uh, personal abuse. Um, I had a couple of calls from uh, people in the army who, who weren't so bad. Um, both of them just hung up on me in the end. I uh, didn't get a chance to dialogue, which uh, I regretted. Mm. Um, but one of them said, oh, we're going to have 160 army people at, at the trial. Um, I thought, oh, that will be good. I'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, like to take a sick of preaching to the converted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but anyhow, and then then we did have a... Um, uh, someone pulled up at our front gate and sat in his car and said, come up here, you coward. I didn't hear him. My wife heard him, and uh, I. Um, she told me about it, and I went went up there. I thought, oh, I should I go up and see him, or wait till he see if he comes down. But uh, anyhow, shortly after, he just turned around and slowly drove away. Mm. Um, so that was a bit scary for our family, and we thought some people might come back and do stuff. But mm. Um, mm. Has, uh, have these consequences made you regret what you did? No, no, not at all. Um, I mean, as I said, I was expecting consequences. It hasn't been easy, and I haven't expected it to be easy. But um, So why do it, Jim? 
if you knew it wasn't going to be easy, why did you do this action? Well, uh, sometimes you feel called uh, to speak the truth in, in a world as, um, uh, who was it, said, um, it's a famous quote from, um, who wrote 1984? George Orwell. George Orwell said that uh, in an age of universal deceit, speaking the truth is a revolutionary act. And, what, what, and, um, yep. I, and yeah, sometimes, sometimes in an age of universal deceit, you can't hold back. And uh, I saw it as an act of speaking the truth. What What is the truth? If you could say it sort of in one sentence to our listeners, what is the truth from your action that you're trying to get across? Well, the truth is that um, instead of worshipping Christians, worshipping Jesus, they've worshipped the sword for a long time, supported um mindlessly supported any and every war mm. in every country. Um, and that cross and the sword was a symbol of that. And the truth is that um, Jesus' last words to his disciples before he was taken away in the Garden of Gethsemane were, put away your sword. Those who live by the sword will die by the sword. Mm. Now the prophecy of Isaiah was a... Um, prediction of future um, and a uh, future time when we won't wage war but the statement of Jesus was a, was a command I think it's pretty hard to get away from mm. um, Jesus uh, constantly preached non-violence uh, loving your enemies uh, turning the other cheek and um, praying evil was good etc etc and um, somehow in the last 1700 years since uh, Constantine, we've, we've managed to totally subvert that to, to the state, stage where um, our priests and bishops and uh, ordinary Christians uh, bless any and every war. Hmm. Um, Would you say that's blasphemy to bless war? Uh, definitely, yes, yes. I think the, um, the uh, whole concept of... Uh, of uh, Christian supporting war is blasphemy, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, Jim, last question. If the memorial were to be fixed, would you like to see the sword plowshared again? Would you like to see the same action take place? Sure, I'd love to see um, lots of faithful uh, Christians rise up and resist war in um, whatever way they could. I'd love to see a, a veteran um, take that sword off the cross. I mean, there, there is... A, a number of um, Christian uh, veterans against war groups. There's none in Brisbane, unfortunately, but uh, there's a lot in the United States and England. Uh, ben Griffin comes to mind, who was an SAS soldier who did two tours of duty in Iraq. He started a Veterans for Peace um, group in London, and uh, he's a fantastic speaker, um, speaking the truth about Christians and, and war. Um, and I'd love to see a veteran do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, Jim, so just re- remind our listeners of the, the date of your mention. Uh, yeah, it's on the 16th of uh, this month, March, so that's next Thursday. Yep. And uh, what's the plan with that? Well, we're not going to plead guilty, uh, of course, and uh, the um, case will probably end, end up in a jury trial um, because of the, it's an indict, what they call an indictable offence. Uh, you can ask for it to be heard by a magistrate or you can ask to go to jury. And um, at this stage, it looks like we'll go to a jury trial. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, we'd love to stay updated on the uh, jury trial and what date that might come up and um, to keep talking to you, Jim, about what's happening up there and uh, about Christians in Australia and their response to war and nonviolence. Um, so I uh, hope we can talk t- with you about that later. Yeah, sure. That'd be great, Greg. Okay, thanks, Jim. Have a great day. Thanks, Matt. You've been listening to the Radioactive Show, recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people in 3CR Studios, Melbourne, and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. My name is Greg Rolls. Special thanks to all our guests, Jim Dowling, James Brennan, and Beck Hurridge, who also helped me collect audio for this edition of the Radioactive Show. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at radioactive.3cr at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Radioactive Show. Have you heard about 3CR's national programs? Coming at you on community radio stations around Australia, produced in the studios of 3CR Melbourne. Services will be cut, jobs may well be lost and workers' entitlements will be undermined. Their basic human rights are as important as everyone else. Over 200 million years, individual species have evolved. I mean, birds were once dinosaurs. Anything nasty online seems to be targeted against women. Muckety is a bad deal, but muckety is absolutely not a done deal. You're listening to Women on the Line. Welcome again to Lost in Science. And welcome to another edition of the Radioactive Show. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to Accent of Women. Anarchus Wall this week. Listen to Beyond Zero, global warming science, solutions and action. You are listening to Let the Bands Play. Tune in to Stick Together, worker stories and union news. Grassroots Voices broadcast weekly on the Community Radio Network.